1: to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now here's your host, Sharon Kleina.
2: This is Sharon Kleiner. I want to invite you to listen to the Power of Water. Our show is here in the United States with World Talk Radio, Voice America, Apple iTunes, and Green Talk Radio wanted the world to know that when we're coming each week with our special guests to join us with the proactive concerns we all have, we're not aggressive activists, we're educators. We're like the professor in the classroom with this radio show. And I call it the power of water because what is more important to every newborn baby and the life on earth from there on is water primary first, the power of water first is primary to your life, then comes everything else in your life to learn. There must be education, and the education comes with the story behind why. The history has proven that water and food and proactive health education is vital to your everyday life. It's fun. It's really fun. It can become a hobby to be joining the world in a culture of people who really want to join into the social media of what is so important to how to take care of the life that you were born with. You know, every week I try to remember to do this, and I uh, I forget, but this week, last week, there were 39,846 new babies born in the United States of America. Throughout the world, there were 1 million 480,719 babies born, new babies born, to celebrate a baby born throughout the world. But it depends upon the rest of us who are no longer a, a baby, an a infant, a toddler, toddler. We grow up, and we're responsible to those babies. Did you know that between about 25,000 baby children are dying a day because they don't have water? then i found out there's 20 there's um, uh, pardon me there's 5000 children dying a day because they don't have water but with the reports of unicef and others and world vision 24000 children are dying a day without water and food since there's something wrong with what has happened with all of this exciting technology and inventions and progress we've been making in all and all the everything we've been studying and our research isn't there something wrong? What can we all do together? And this is what this radio show is all about. What is happening to the eyesight? That 285 million people are visually impaired worldwide. 39 million are blind, um, and the children every day we're having between th- three and five seconds somebody going blind. The air we're breathing is becoming contaminated with pollution, and that's the humidity. And the life we're living in is not only the surface water in the rivers, the streams, the lakes, and the aquifers of water. There's only 3% fresh water, but only 1% is available to drink. But there's also another water that you're going to be learning more from me about, the water in the air called humidity. It's the one that keeps you alive. It detoxifies you, provides you flexibilities. It gives you the reason for the organism to, to live. So it's not only you, the living human species, but it's the water as a living life cannot be to, cannot be polluted. The air you're breathing cannot be polluted. The soil you're li- uh, getting your food from cannot be, be polluted. So we have to worry and concern ourselves with the humidity. And this last week, there was an exciting article that came out that the the living life in, in air, is. this article was China by the humidity. We all live in humidity. And if the humidity does not keep us flexible, healthy, detoxify, and alive, you could probably sit in the water. And you could drink enough water, but if the humidity you're living in and you're not providing yourself with the proper nutrition, you're going to have some challenges. So let's do this research together. It's fun. The show is fun. And I want to thank the bloggers all over the world for joining in on this. We are doing this together. There's so much to learn. Nothing to be worried about. Just learn and what can we do to be proactive. And listen to the show, The Power of Water and Your Health and as we always say on the show this could save a life it could save a baby's life and it could save your life today we have an exciting guest we've had Winston on before Winston KO he's the owner senior researcher at Natural Plus plus and he's got he's been studying dedicated as a mission to what we can we do to live on a healthier planet planet And what can we do as individuals to learn more about being proactive, about with the education? Listen to the story. Join the research. You can be part of it. And again, we thank those bloggers. Those bloggers are helping. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, which is the humidifying effect for dry eye. Dry eye is caused because your eyes are getting drier. You're probably not drinking enough water, but also the humidity when your eyelid opened from the moment you were born, and you were that brand new baby, the eyes depend upon moisture coming from the air. Moisture. If the air isn't giving you enough moisture, Nature's Tears Eyemist is that supplement, with just a mist, fresh, all natural water. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eyemist, and we'll be right back with Winston Ko.
1: listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Winston, are you with us?
1: Yes, I am. My well, turn. thank you
2: for joining us again. I always enjoy. And today we're fortunate to have you on for the whole show. And uh, tell our listeners worldwide something about yourself and your dedication to what you're doing.
4: Well, okay. So basically for the last 25 years, I've been dedicated myself to agriculture, good nutrition, good health for both the plants, the animals, and, of course, the humans.
3: And And I've always done the
4: research based Mm -hmm. on microorganisms, filtrations, uh, and, of course, uh, how do you create high-density nutritious food? That's been my Mm -hmm. primary focus for the last 25 years.
2: It's and
3: in between that, important. of
4: course, okay. uh, uh, water is the key ingredient to bring the nutrition to the plants and the humans and the animals, as well as the key ingredient to remove the toxic waste away from plants, animals, exactly. as
2: well. So let's, a, let's start out here now. Now, you've been in research for 25 years, mm-hmm. and you were able, you found that there was something missing, and that's why you chose to pick up some different research directions of learning about water, agriculture, and our, the air we're living in, and more. Yes. Because there's water in the air. And you know, Winston, we forget to mention to the people out there in the world that we're living in water in the air called humidity.
4: That's right. As a matter of fact, I tell people there's 3,600 cubic miles of water in the air that we breathe.
2: Now repeat that again.
4: There's 3,600 cubic Miles of water in the air that we breathe on planet Earth. Mm
2: -hmm. See, we we get so caught up in research (laughs) into um, what's so obvious to people, uh, to touch the puddle, touch the lake, touch the stream, touch the ocean, touch the tap water, uh, all these different directions to go. We can touch the food. But people are so – we're all interesting – when we discuss the humidity uh, that day of the weather report, we forget to educate the people that you are what, who you are based on the humidity and the temperature of that day. And some people can be as allergic to the climate change of the weather that day, the humidity that day, and the temperature as they are to uh, different foods and, and, and why they're getting allergies in the spring, the fall, and the summer, and sometimes now it's almost all year.
4: Yes, and of course at that we will eventually go back to and some other radio show probably to talk about chemtrails because that directly touches the humidity because uh, dumping chemicals on the airplanes uh, of course is going to influence what's in the humidity.
2: But you know also, and we'll we'll get into the, we'll get into what we wanted you to be a guest today. But the other thing we need to understand is every satellite, every bit of electric energy that's picking up. What is necessary for the power we live in and mm-hmm. all the technology we're living in and the satellites out there in the world are also meeting the same humidity. All because right, there would be no electrolytic energy without it.
4: Hmm, interesting.
2: Now, do you agree or not agree?
4: Uh, I The power is based I, I, on I
2: electrolytic I can't, I can't energy, no different than a lightning rod. Pardon me?
4: Yeah, with, uh, um, the signals and stuff like that, whether or not uh, I know it's influenced by the humidity in the atmosphere, but whether or not they need uh, the humidity uh, for proper I don't think they could
2: transmit with complete no humidity.
4: Okay, I kind of answer that question because I don't know the answer on that one.
2: No, no, I don't either, and I know the reading I've had based on the atomic bomb and how power comes through the air and and uh, for based on water and and all of these different electrolytic, and that's why we humans get electrocuted so easily. It's all based on the requirement of water and and, and uh, life on this earth. It should be studied, Winston. Right. And uh, the technology of sitting in front of a computer.
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's an extensive uh, amount of research that I am doing directly relates to uh, what we call the electromagnetic fields and the electric uh, uh, frequencies. This is the cell phones, cell towers, uh, c- computer laptops, all of this. But this can be easily measured uh, with instruments uh, called ORP, or Oxidation Reduction Potential Meters. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can see that the water that we are drinking now are getting more and more positively charged, more and more positively charged. And unfortunately, water should be negatively charged if it's truly healthy. This is Mm -hmm. why people push uh, alkaline water, because it has a very high negative charge to it. And uh, nowadays, uh, especially the new 4G systems that are coming out, wow, talk about super highly positively charged water. Mm-hmm. that we're really getting on a daily basis, 24-7. This, to me, is uh, something and that's And you're talking tricky.
2: about the city water more than you are the... Oh, uh, no, no, well no I'm
4: talking about uh, any place that has uh, any water. That means the water in your body, water the it's plant, rainwater, water, in your rain body. Water, uh, water. period.
2: It's water, it, period.
4: Yes, water, period, because we're talking about the uh, signals being shot out from the... Uh, towers that uh, send the signals out. So whether you own a a cell phone or a laptop or not makes no difference. You are walking in what we call the 4G systems, which is a 20-mile three-dimensional blast to all uh, that will have a, a piece of equipment to receive it. So even if you don't own the equipment to receive it, you're still being blasted by this frequency. And it's you know miserable. we can
2: say you know we're uh, I've been doing research on this for a long time on another direction because I determined uh, well over 30 odd years ago that the air we're breathing our breath of life is going to become a problem to individualities that cannot uh, that are allergic to what is happening. And I'm a believer that the skin organ has to thrive and now that I got into the eye research over almost t- t- 12 years ago and found that when you open that eyelid at birth and that skin is not over the eye every day, but the tear film must maintain 99% water even though the skin isn't over the eye all day long.
4: That's correct. And, that's and then, why.
2: then you're saying that the evaluations and theories that they're studying is what is happening in the atmosphere is having a lot to do with our health as an individual and Another thing I learned, Winston, and follow me, and you can add to it, and then we'll go into more here, but I learned that when that baby is in that water in the womb and that baby comes to surface in that delivery room, the baby is stark naked with no more water. Can you imagine how frightening that would be with life? All of a sudden you had all of the uh, flexibility and the ability of comfort in the water but all of a sudden you came to dry land. <laughs> yeah. And
3: well, you that's... can
2: almost see how the dolphin would come to the sand and be out of the water, and have you ever noticed they want to get it back in the water as fast as it ca- they can?
3: That's right.
2: And we yeah. as people, that newborn baby, comes to life without water in, from there on, and we do not study from that on what is causing that individuality of de- having dehydration. Because dehydration from that moment on to death is our cycle.
3: Right. And
2: there's no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, and some other things about our life that are not alike. That There was a decision there made. The mother could give birth to eight babies. They would all have a different eye and a different dehydration.
4: And this, of course, comes back to, the kind of water we drink and the, the water in the
2: atmosphere that we're living in that is so powerful to how what we're doing and also quinston uh, I've said too you do not go flush the toilet as much as you have that water from the air coming and detoxifying you that has to be a detoxifier but you must drink 8 to 10 safe clean glasses of water a day without anything in it
4: uh I don't know about the without well, I, anything yeah. in it uh, but uh, certainly without any toxic materials in it that 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 certainly There uh, we go. It, yeah yeah but the, it should have um uh, well calcium magnesium uh, water should not be naked as it... Well I
2: didn't mean be, st- I didn't mean uh, st- uh sterile yeah
4: Yeah uh, yeah so, so that's why I always tell people I shouldn't those, say the
2: word sterile I should shouldn't be. say that it's been filtered out it's life and
4: and, yes yeah <laughs> but yeah. The, the, that's a very key point especially with the audience listening to it, especially things like reverse osmosis water, particularly uh mm-hmm. where it strips most of the minerals out it also because it strips out all the alkaline minerals, like the calcium magnesium it it ends up it it ends up being a very acid water
2: right it it's just sad what's happening with the filter systems because. People don't realize that you've got to take your water in and get somebody who really understands which filter system you should be purchasing. Okay, now today, good, 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 good stuff. Uh, get the people thinking here. Now you have been, uh, consulting, uh, for agriculture concerns and learning, uh, how to convert some of the traditional uh, systems of agriculture over to organic farming. Right, and uh, the life of the soil I had an organic farmer on here from uh South Dakota, oh and one of the largest ones out here in the United States, and he and I, and I'll tell you what we he taught me we were he was saying how they uh till the the soil with uh the the hay yeah. that's been with the cow droppings animal droppings throughout the seasons that they take that hay out with that manure. And till it through the soil, right? Uh, in seasons, and and it, took, and, I, and it was to draw moisture from the air because it would change the heat of the soil. And he, he was shocked that I understood that because when you're tilling, and you're putting that kind of of material into the soil, that would create change the change the temperature of the soil, so it would draw the humidity out of the air. And then they only, because they only get four inches of rain a year where he's at. But yeah, they're a huge organic farming family for like three, four generations. Now, what have you been teaching?
4: Uh, Something a little bit similar to what he's doing, a little bit more advanced. Uh, Have you ever heard of the term terra preta? No. That's Spanish. Terra, of course, means dirt. Preta means black, but it means strong also as a second meaning other than black. So we use carbon or charcoal in addition to lots of different types of rock powders and minerals and salts, believe it or not, salt from the ocean. No, I believe uh, as that because the-
2: moisture. mm mm-hmm.
4: And that actually, when the frequency of the water is correctly tuned, the salt doesn't actually burn. As a matter of fact, you can put quite a significant amount of salt on non-salt-tolerant plants and have incredible bumper crops, as well as things that really do like salt, like celery and potatoes. Oh, my goodness. When you eat a piece of celery from my yard, it's just like, wow. Okay, let's go back
2: over that again now because... Uh, you, you're using a more advanced system, and explain that again. What are you using?
4: So I'm using Terra Preta, which is the Mayan technology.
2: Now, how do you spell that?
4: Uh, terra T E R R A, Preta P R E T A.
2: Okay. And that means what now?
4: Uh, the, um, terra is uh, dirt or soil, soil, and Preta is black. Black. But the second definition means strong. So the soil is both black as well as strong and it can produce between three to seven times the, uh, normal production that a soil will produce. And the Mayans built it three, four thousand years ago and still today you can find the terra preta in the Amazon jungle which receives 200 inches of rain and they still manage to persist over two thousand, three thousand, four thousand years.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So this is where I am focusing my attention.
3: Uh, the universities okay. have been
4: working on it for 25 years. Can I tell
2: you something, Winston? Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm real funny about it. Uh, I know I'm on the radio. I know I'm worldwide, but I say what I what comes from the heart too, and try to use my wisdom too. Yeah. But the soil that we're living with is pro- providing also the healthy filtration of the atmosphere we're living with. Right. Right? hmm Okay, because that's your world. Yes. Now, uh, what I've been learning is uh, that the soil that we're living with must have the water from the atmosphere as much as it has the irrigation system of whatever choice we're using by sprinklers or the irrigation of canals or more. Uh-huh. Now, what you're telling us I want to, can you tell me, does that particular, let's say, technology, I'm going to call it technology, okay. even though it was so long ago, that new uh, cultural technology that you just explained to us, would that need less water or more water? Less. I, so I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yes,
4: yeah. it's less water because it's not just what you plow into it, but the charcoal that's there are actually never used up.
2: So,
3: no, what so it keeps turning
2: is, over and mixing with the living soil.
4: Yes, and soil is a living like thing. apartment buildings for the soil-based microorganisms. Yeah. And so the soil is the pH of the soil, the irrigation of the soil. This is all done by uh, the microbes, the earthworms, like all this, this, this incredible ecology there. And obviously this has to be so good. That four thousand years later, they still persist. And when you consider Amazon jungle, this is jungle that normally has too much rain, and all of the soil in the regional area is super low nutrition because the two hundred inches of rain per year simply washes ra- ra-
2: ra- away. It, it, it. It drains all the life away. Mm-hmm. It can The life cannot stand still and take a moment. To be
3: lazy. That's right, <laughs> you know, and if the soil absolutely needs that.
2: Okay, and it goes the other way if, if you're the desert sand. Mm-hmm.
3: And, okay, uh, now, but
2: explain. You had you had uh, salt. What were all those ingredients? Tell us again. Oh, the, the
4: the biggest one is charcoal. Charcoal. That's number one. Then various different kinds of. Uh, volcanic rocks and powders and, uh, you, you gotta put the minerals back. Again, this is what, the, you know, uh, your typical, uh, tropical, uh, place would not have. There's lots of rock powders. So you gotta put that back. And uh, even salt from the ocean has, uh, 93 different elements. You need those organic forms, or, uh, uh should I say, I, I used the wrong word. Not organic, but ionic. Ionic. Ionic form of the minerals, because that is immediately bioavailable, right? And the what a
2: new, you know, I, uh, this is what I'm leading to. I put you on this, you didn't know what I was doing, but <laughs> I said in our country, in the United States of America, where we're sitting today, that we could stimulate the economy per state for energy and agriculture. And the thing is is that food is energy. Agriculture is the food of life for all life. And you just told them how to do it.
3: Oh, enormous
2: yeah. amount of jobs, wealth of saving lives, healthy new transition into understanding how to be proactive and, with and taking the planet Earth and using what we have available, uh-huh. All and with education, research continuing on, and because the food you're eating, you're right. I had Dr. Philip Payden on here, who's an ophthalmologist. He was a, a, a professor at Cornell, not an ophthalmology first. He went over to ophthalmology. Now he's speaking all over about nutrition and your health and what is happening to your health because of what you're eating.
4: Uh, absolutely. And this is why our primary focus is high density food, and uh, high density food is being achieved for the last 20 years by many individuals. Uh, Just for those who don't know what a high-density food, for example, a a, a whole little small crate of uh, uh, strawberries normally weighs six to seven pounds. That's all you'll get out of a commercial strawberry, a Mm -hmm. flat. Mm -hmm. Uh, A high-density grown strawberry, they'll weigh between 12 and 14 pounds per flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that we're not talking about a few percentage increase. I mean, high-density food is incredible. This, there was a guy out in California that used to sell these high-density strawberries, and you could smell whatever he was on the roadside, like half a quarter mile down the road. You could smell, oh, yeah, Joe is on the road because you
2: could <laughs> smell his strawberries. Yeah. Well, you know, Winston, I have, I, I'm a, if you were asking me, what is your, what do you like to do when you're not sitting behind your desk, Karen? And I would say, I'm very boring, Winston. I love to go to produce departments and stores. <laughs> and Winston, I, just, I, I, go to the five, part. I go to five different places a weekend. Wow. And because I'm after certain other things, and I'm after the certain qualities and things to put together what I'm doing. And and uh, when you can smell the produce and you can smell and you put it in your mouth and t- taste it, that's an exciting living uh, energy, uh, makes you feel so special as an occasion that you're doing for yourself as you're sitting there and you're giving yourself what life is all about. The proper nutrition. Like, yes. it's like the Nutrition Olympics. <laughs>
4: I mean, we were just making a comment today at lunchtime because we uh, pick our salad from the garden, uh, and uh-huh. the aroma from our salad, which normally most people go, what? Aroma, you know. It's, oh yeah, well, The whole house was permeated with yeah. the smell of lettuce and cabbage
3: oh. Oh. and it was oh. so
4: potent and of course <laughs> we only need to eat a small bowl of salad and you're full because it is well, high density and it smelled good, tasted good.
2: And everybody should make that the main, the main course of the meal and then put everything else that comes after with the salad.
4: Right, I mean, right? the body absolutely because loves it. Because the salad is
2: the, raw, the a salad is like Dr. Payton was saying um, uh, on the show about uh, uh, how to eat correctly, and he became a vegan. But he said to eat correctly, you need those raw sources of vegetables, and he said to clean out the ar- uh, arteries in the system. And I said, you mean clean out the pipes of the body.
3: Yep. In
2: other words, you've got to keep that pipe clean, and if you don't do that, you're not going to digest your food.
4: Yeah, and uh, by the way, I highly do not recommend anybody consider being a vegan, not at this day and age, uh, not in America, because uh, your vegetables virtually have no nutrition to speak of. Mm-hmm. So being a vegan is a high liability.
2: It, I don't know what it is now. There's a book out there called The China Study. Have you read it?
4: Yes, and I consider it uh, bogus material because people omit time. Uh, the, this is a turn-of-the-century turn, turn of the century information. The mm-hmm. soils have totally gone to irreducible minimum back in 1920. Mm-hmm. I'd like to point out it's 2011,
2: mm-hmm.
4: uh, the front door 2012. The soil is completely different.
2: Oh, of course it's different. So
4: that data is basically turned into bunk.
2: No, okay, okay, I'm going to stop you for a second. Yeah. I'm going to stop you because uh, I've had different people tell me, and especially Dr. Payton, has said he has had patients that he has put on uh, that come in with macular degeneration. They're diabetics or
3: uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Is, let, yeah, let, let me cut into it
4: here. I, okay. I meant that bunk for a long-term, day-to-day consumption, for okay. a temporary I, cleansing operation,
0: Gee, I, I agree still with think you, it's Dave. great.
2: You know, audience, I will say to the world, and I'm. Uh, I agree, you cannot overdo – You should always keep everything so moderate.
3: That's right. And
2: I agree with you. In fact, I don't know. Someday I think we're going to prove that too extreme of anything is the problem, and you just said it. If you need to clean out your pipes because you had something the day before that's making you feel like you it's still there, bloated or kind of heavy, you've lost a little energy, you need to clean out the next day.
3: Right.
4: I have to a little point out, we need to go back to our original subject of fluoride.
2: (laughs) Okay, we will, and we're going to take take a break with our sponsor, and we're going to come back, and we're going to dive into fluoride, and we're going to see what you're thinking about fluoride. Okay. Okay, Winston, we'll be right back. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Missed, and we'll be right back, and Winston's going to teach us what he wanted to talk about today, fluoride, which is also goes into your system we'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back
1: the world talk radio variety channel where the world comes to talk
0: discover the secret of nature's tears i missed an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops when your tear film is dry your eyes feel dry
1: To the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Winston, you did want to discuss the uh, problems of fluoride. And tell us today uh, what you're thinking, uh, because there's a lot of cities that are drinking water every day with fluoride
4: Yes. Um, let me point out a couple simple things is that fluoride has been heavily promoted in the united states for the last fifty sixty years as the thing to save your teeth and make your teeth harder and that's a true statement but it also is true that it makes your teeth harder it makes your bone harder it makes your organs harder uh... That's not exactly a good thing. Harder really means brittle, so therefore the teeth can crack more easily. Uh, harder bones means old people, as uh, they've been consuming fluoridated water for so many years, when they start to stand up, their hip will fracture because it's too hard. Let's face it. Mother Nature built your bones and built your teeth exactly at the right hardness, so hard that the teeth can bite through other bones, but not so hard. So that it will not shatter, so they're still tough. And when you make your teeth harder than the way Mother Nature intended it to be, you start biting into bones or ice cube or anything like that, you'll tend to shatter your teeth. And this happens to be good money making if you happen to be a dentist, right? 98% of, or 90% of their business is cosmetic dentistry. So if you wonder who pushes fluoridation like mad, it's not the American Medical Association; it is the American Dental Association.
2: Well, I'm going to back up for a second because I had a lot of dentists in my med- research team. Um,
4: and there are some good guys who are very anti. Well, they, they're, they're, they're
2: way back in time. You know, it's like everything else. Did they, when 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 the Earth began to uh, people on Earth began to use the fry pan, Mm-hmm. and so it wouldn't stick. They used g- grease. I'm not going to call it oil. Then they came along, and they started making it so it wouldn't stick by putting certain materials on the pans so you wouldn't have to use the grease or the oil, and it wouldn't stick.
4: Yeah, that was Teflon fluoride. And compound. then
2: they're finding out, yeah. And it's like everything else. Um, and my, what fascinates my studies, and you've got to uh, say the same thing with your background, everybody and research does, because there's no two people reacting the same, They forget that when you go to put something into something that's going to affect everyone, that you drinking that water, it was a new, let's just say it was a new research result idea Mm -hmm. to save the teeth. But I think people became, the the teeth, more people are having dental problems than ever in history.
4: That's correct, because it does make the teeth harder and harder while it was promoted to be, Something good isn't good when you consider harder means brittle. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of, from my viewpoint, leave well enough alone. <laughs> Mother Nature did a good job, okay?
2: Well, I think that Mother Genetically Nature... Genetically
4: speaking, she did a fine job.
2: Mother Nature did a good job, but our, our way of living in our homes... And, and around our communities and the soil and forgetting the humidity being so polluted today. Right. And every part of the earth has a different degree of pollution, but we forgot, and, and indoor conditions is worse than outdoor conditions because of the insulations, no moisture, not enough moisture in the air, that they forgot, and what they were so excited about is a solution to pe- people having better teeth. But the one thing I learned... It's not really as healthy for the saliva.
4: Oh, it's, it's, it's like some of the data I'm showing you that I have in front of me right this moment, um, actually most of the data about how incredibly bad fluoride is, it's, none of it comes from the United States. As a matter of fact, most of this data comes out from a tremendous amount of Chinese research in China. And uh, they have, in the last few years, since 1996, that's kind of even dating it old, 1996, all the way Mm -hmm. through 2003, 2004, uh, Mm -hmm. have extensive research showing how fluoride in the mother's uh, body directly influences the uh, receptors in the brain cells of the
3: fetus. Mm -hmm.
4: And such effects could lead to long-lasting effects in brain function after birth, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just... Uh, research after research after research, as I said, dating from 1996 to present time, uh, most of it are just recent translations from Chinese into English so that finally the Westerners can read all of this research that's been around for almost uh, 15 years. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the, the I thing think
2: you've to... just tapped onto something very fascinating. I think, like last week, uh, Thursday, there was a news release, China by, uh, China by Death, The Air. Mm. And uh, you, you read that.
4: Uh, no, I didn't, but I have been doing some research and seeing the pictures of China, because I was in China in 1985, and my comment was, living in China was like living in a, a crystal clean environment that you start to detox just from eating the clean food. This is 1985. Yeah, well, they
2: came out with a story, a death by air out of China, because... And the Chinese people are carrying around little or in their home as monitors of t- t- testing the humidity and the pollution themselves personally now.
3: Yes. And uh, it is- what
2: you're saying is something that I think the world needs to know. Whenever our society of our lives, whether it be in Oregon, where I'm sitting, in Florida, the state where you're sitting, uh, in India, in China, in Canada, or wherever, Africa – Every cultural society begins to study what could be better for their health Mm -hmm. and their learning. And China has had a lot of challenges for so many years. For many, many, many years. Even before the industrial revolution started there and people all over the world used to go and are going there now. The pollution is so sad that the mortality rate is out of control.
4: Yeah, it's very dramatic because, as I said, in 85, I witnessed a very, very clean air. There was still lots of pollution all over the place, mind you. But relatively in comparison to America, China was hands down beat China, United States as far as cleanly as the air was concerned. But, oh my goodness, when it came to uh, 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 of 85 to present day, just a few measly years, they completely surpassed us in extreme uh, toxicity.
2: Yeah, because there, there's so much industrialization and the people, a 1.3 billion population now. And, and each one of those individual people are needing so much out of the air and adding to the air from their own bodies. We all do. We all do. And, uh, um, but they're going to be learning and teaching us all something because they're having to learn, uh, what to do with their water, their soil, their clo- there's pollution on the clothing. The pollution in the air, of course, is causing a suffocation. Uh, people they didn't realize that the air we're breathing. Winston, that's why I keep coming back to the air we're breathing has an enormous influence on each person as an individual. Now, the uh, the fluoride that they put into water, it's kind of like they passed a law or passed a, a choice of law in each state where the fluoride could be uh, in in the water of whichever chosen state or city it would be. I don't believe, and you correct me, did you ever learn that that was a forced situation, that those cities and those states had to do it, or that it was a choice of a decision?
4: Uh, let's put it this way. It's an extremely dirty political football, basically. Okay. Uh, that, that's, that should say everything in, in that one breath of air of dirty politics. Um, let me put it this way. All of the European Union, except for Ireland, England, and Spain has banned fluoridation. The state of Hawaii has banned fluoridation. And in the last, oh, I would estimate the last 10 years, the United States went from 68% fluoridation to 74% of all cities are fluoridating. So even though there are quite a few, now in the, in the hundreds now, of cities refusing to put fluoridation in their drinking water, still the percentage, Climbing in United States, so that tells you enough cities know about it are bucking the system, taking it out. But there are far more cities of buckling under the pressure and are adding fluoride to the water. By the okay,
2: I'm a believer. I'm a, a real strong believer that education is so vital. Would you describe, with your background, I can't the definition of fluoride, so the listeners understand the word fluoride. What is that?
4: Okay, let's something simple that they compare. The three most toxic elements are arsenic, fluoride, lead. The recommendation for arsenic in the drinking water, uh, MCLG maximum contamination level goal, is zero for uh, arsenic. It's zero for lead, and it is four thousand parts per billion. For fluoride, like what's wrong with this picture here? Right, it's arsenic fluoride, lead in highest order of toxicity.
2: Now, what is the what is the what is the nature's use of fluoride? What did nature? Why did nature have fluoride?
4: Well, in extremely low percentage, it's probably still as important as a formation for, uh, um, for bone structures and stuff. But if we're talking about parts per trillion. Okay. okay? Now, not parts per million, right? So, a big difference.
2: Mm-hmm. And
4: even as, even though the cities are allowed to use four parts per million, or 4,000 per billion, or 4 parts per million, at 0.85 parts per million, uh, at least some reports, 80% of the people, or 60% of the people, depending on whose report you're looking at, still will develop dental fluorosis. That's little white spots on your teeth, which are turn white, and they're actually weak spots, not harder spots. They're weak spots, which allows cavity and looks ugly. So, again, promotes dental um, cosmetic uh, necessity for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the whole idea that fluoride should be in your drinking water is actually a criminal act because even CDC, the Center of Disease Control, has admitted that the fluoride should be just painted on the teeth, that drinking uh, fluoridation water does absolutely no good. So, again, we have fluoride for everybody to drink. It's actually illegal for a pediatrician to give a mother or a child under the age of six months any fluoride as a supplement. It's illegal for them. Yet the cities can... Give a pregnant woman and a child below six months fluoridation through drinking water. Mm-hmm. So as I said, it was. A well, very there's easy. another
2: part of the fluoride. They uh, had uh, a vitamin fluoride thing uh, that yes. the children could take.
4: That's the one that the, it's illegal for the pediatrician to prescribe that to pregnant mothers and children mm-hmm. under the age of six months. Right. So, And also, the people must understand, when you're talking about pediatricians subscribing a uh, pharmaceutical-grade clean fluoride, that is nothing in comparison to the um, fluoride that's actually put into the city water. The city water is a result of heavy metal plating industry their waste acid is sold to the fluoride, uh, the sorry, uh, Florida phosphate mining industry to wash out the fluoride, the chromium, and strontium-90 out of their soft rock phosphate. Mm-hmm. Now, the waste product called hydrofluoric silicic acids, this is what is then sold to the cities
3: mm-hmm.
4: and is which they wear hazmat suits in order to add it to our drinking water.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's the
2: truth, well, and then all over the world there's different people that are getting certain uh um, lead poisoning and and different mercury poisoning, and you're hearing it more common than ever in history
3: right you and know i every time I hear is somebody from like the fluoridation, yeah,
2: well, I hear about somebody like yourself discussing uh what the possibilities are that were uh, had uh, been. Consuming, uh, some of these, like the fertilizers in our foods and all these different things we're learning. And the thing about it is, why is it, Winston, that some people are allergic to peanuts? Why is it that some people are allergic to chocolate? Why is it that some people are allergic to the air they're breathing because of the season and they get congested and their lungs get full and they can even get pneumonia? Right. Why are people allergic to medications?
4: Well, actually, everybody's allergic to medication. So,
2: Well, what I mean to die. We had here in our community, it was so sad, a little boy. And it wasn't the doctor's fault. It was something that came out and got approved for a new medication. He had cancer. And everything was coming along. He was doing well, but the doctor was so excited about this new breakthrough and this new medication. The little boy took the medication, and the next day he passed away. Yep. And this happens every day all over the world. Yes. And the thing about it is, is we don't know who's going to be allergic to what. Can nature take its course better than if we're forcing some more chemical formulations to society to have to consume, not knowing who's going to be allergic?
4: Well, I don't even think it's allergic. I mean, fluoride is the top three most toxic materials on the planet. I mean, just common
3: sense as well, avoided. I'll tell you
2: why, I'll tell you, Winston, why I say the word allergic, because of my dehydration studies.
3: Okay. The
2: body is mostly water. And outside the body, the skin is your filter system. Right. That's nature's way of filtering. The air you're breathing is very, much more influential than anybody has ever really studied, but it's coming on. There was a doctor, from Tulane, who just, who came out with an article about the mortality deaths that are caused because of humidity in the air. Uh, we're learning what, more and more and more. But what we're learning is that the body is mostly water. And, and we had on our show a Nobel Prize winner who won the prize. He was from Switzerland for the molecule is water. And what happens in the molecule of the body? Well, he had to go on t- 20 years and 25 doctors and millions of dollars to prove that, which was common sense. What right. I'm saying is the dehydration is their the whole life. You're sleeping, you're eating, your choices of attitude, your air, your breathing. Everything about you and your life is a dehydration of yourself individually.
4: Yeah, and now that we're talking about dehydration, this is the point that I'm trying to say. is like this is why we created a fluoride removal system and try to get people to be educated not to drink reverse osmosis water because reverse osmosis does exactly what you're telling people not to do, which is dehydrate your body and that's what reverse osmosis water does is dehydrate the water. And well, and
2: distilled th- water. I had a doctor one time say, well, drinking distilled water is better than nothing uh, at all because it's wet. And uh, I said, no, it is not. I won't and
4: buy that. That was, that was years ago and if I you tell had, you that
2: uh, is right. We don't want to buy that.
4: minerals <laughs> back into distilled water Water, yes. But you have to add them back. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, this is why I, I much rather see people have their city water take out the chlorine, the chloramines, and the fluorides, and all the heavy metals, and all the 5,000 other different uh, uh, chlorine byproducts that happens to be there remove that without taking out the magnesium and calcium and the other things that are important to be in the water to be left alone. Right. And that's what we do. We have we to consume the,
2: water. We're the only 100%. people
4: actually on this planet that can take fluoride out of the water to at least non-detectable levels, and
2: mm-hmm. that's
4: what we, we strive for.
2: So it can be re reevaluated and go back and, and do it differently.
4: Right. So you're just taking regular water, making it good, making it clean at your tap so you Mm -hmm. don't have to participate in bottled water and polluting the planet with a whole bunch of plastic bottles, which is in itself a horrific problem. Oh, there's
2: another one we learned that we had to learn about. There's always something new we have to learn about. We only have about two more minutes left. Um, I'm going to ask one question, and you get to dive in too, but what do you think about drinking water and tea and water and coffee?
4: Um, if you I'm drink, not going to uh, bring
2: up soda pops and juices uh,
4: okay. know, uh, I, I think uh, drinking water and tea uh, Is much 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 better than drinking water and coffee uh, Because caffeine is not the same thing as tea theme, Which people always try to mix the two together as the same Which they're not
2: no, they're The not. other thing is if you that, drink way. real
4: mm-hmm. alkaline water And make real alkaline water from batch type alkaline water machines mm-hmm. Then you can have a coffee that's not so acidic And then that becomes less harmful Now, have you
2: been reading in Saudi Arabia that they're learning how to take the water out of the air and start having all the water they want to drink? Uh, And Saudi Arabia probably does not have the pollution in the atmosphere that other maybe other countries would have because the sand, the nature of the sand could become a filter system, I believe. You correct me if I'm wrong.
4: Uh, haven't been over there, don't know what the industrial pollution problems are. <laughs> have to go and observe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you have a minute. What would you like to tell the audience?
4: Um, well, I think it's very important that you should take the fluoride out of the water. Um, if you're interested in something like that, you know, go to, go to natural++, spelled out.com, or gobeonorganic.com, and you can find out how to take fluoride out of your drinking water. At a very reasonable cost.
2: Okay. Okay. But drink eight to ten glasses of water a day.
4: It's still vital. You can't leave vital. that part out.
2: <laughs> well, I want to thank you for joining us today, and um, I wish you a season that is special to all of you and a happy new year.
4: Thank you very much. I think you, I just Karen. dated
2: our show, but that's okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, you have a nice day and be well.
4: Thank you very much. Bye-bye, Thank Karen. you.
2: Well, haven't I told you our guests are absolutely full of information, and it is so exciting because everybody has an outlook with their studies and their evaluations of their research. And Winston has been at this for over 25 years. So to listen to his education is vital to the research of everything you want to think about yourself. And and always remember, you're mostly water. You're 80% water throughout the whole body, the brain, the, the blood, the the muscles, the, everything is water. If your bones get too dry, uh, just remember uh, your eyes. Now, I've been teaching you the eyes at the surface are 99% water. What happens if that eye drop goes on there? It floods the tear film. It floods the water. And so remember, uh, and saline pulls and draws, and so there's things to learn about what you want to evaluate for yourself. We live on the earth with the freedoms of choice but the uh, the education behind this show is learn to be proactive about your research enjoy turning to the internet and studying and get your evaluations and your references to see what you want to learn for yourself and what you think is a fact of something that could make you live longer be healthy and and be and, and always remember the age I'm 70 I don't think I'm going to worry about being 70 I enjoy the fact that I've gotten to this age, but I get up every morning on the Work Olympics, Health Olympics, nutrition Olympics, and learn how to be healthy, and uh, that is what's exciting about living with the planet Earth. It's not going to live with me. It's not going to live with you. It's going to live the planet Earth. Well, I want to thank you for listening today, but Earth does have a secret. Embrace your life every special moment and somebody else's. Also, Earth is whispering. Don't say goodbye and take it with you. Leave yourself behind with something very immortal because you are, everybody is special. That newborn baby is special all the way. We want to save a child's life every day. I want to thank you for listening and be well.